a five-piece orchestra, a jazz band, a DJ flown in from L.A. They went completely insane. If you are all about weddings, want to know how to make a wedding amazing, or just love wedding stories, then this is the podcast for you. My name is April Kelly, and on this show, we chat with couples, and they share stories about how they met, what the proposal was like, how they planned their wedding, and how it went. We also talk with professionals who have been to thousands of weddings, sharing their successes and challenges and amazing advice to help you elevate your own wedding and fill you with so many ideas that you can take and make your own. What is it that will make your wedding special? How can you be helpful for someone else's wedding? Or come here for the funny stories and nightmares that people have lived through during wedding plans. My name is April Kelly, and this is Wedding Amazing. So you're going to have a fairy tale wedding and a horse-drawn buggy that's going to bring you to your ceremony. And now there's a part missing to the buggy and you cannot get to your ceremony. And you're going to have your wedding on a beautiful estate and the maitre d' forgets everything that you discussed, all of the plans. This is when disasters strike. However, this wedding turned out to be amazing. This wedding was absolutely spectacular, top of the line, not a detail was spared in every single area of this wedding. And Kina is an actress, dancer, choreographer, producer, voiceover artist. She has appeared in so many commercials from Home Depot to Bud Light. You can go onto her website and scroll down the list of movies that she's appeared in and the people that she's worked with from Jay-Z, Kelly Rowland, The Rock. It's just She's just an amazing person. And as amazing as she is, is as amazing as this wedding was. Just spectacular. Uh, let's talk to Keena and hear all the details. Keena, thank you so much for being on the show. How are you today? Good. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you so much for being here. So let's start from the very beginning. How did you meet? So the short of the long is that basically we both went to the Ohio State University, but my husband is four years older than me. So we met when I was a freshman and he was a senior. Um, we were, I was choreographing a fashion show that he and I actually both were in. And as the story goes, I'm, I saw him and it was like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. But I was actually in a relationship and, you know, we're in college, you're in different points in your life. And for him, his story was that he went to the bathroom and told his boy that, you know, I'm not even going to do that, dude. Like that's, a, that's one of those chicks you wife up. So I'm not even going <laughs> to try that. So that's the story. And then we did that fashion show. We never spoke or saw each other again for 10 years, almost 10 years. And uh, my best friend uh, and him were friends before I knew her. And they happened to talk on social media. He happened to see a picture of me and recognize me from, um, you know, some TV shows and commercials and reached out. She was like, you should reach out and say hi. He did. And emails became phone calls. Phone calls became him flying to see me, which became us dating. <laughs> wow. So he lived far away from you at the time. Yeah, so he had just moved to San Francisco, and I'm in LA, Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So he had just moved to San Francisco about four months, three to four months before he contacted me to finish up his master's and start working on his doctorate. Mm -hmm. So he literally had just gotten to the same coast as me. Um, so yeah, so he was, you know, San Fran is about five and a half hours. So 
it just kind of was a coincidence that he had literally just moved to this side um, four months prior. Wow. So meant to be. So how long did you date before the proposal and how did the proposal come about? So we dated for five years before we got engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, so he moved down. He had a big surprise and moved down here about six months after we started dating. Wow. Um, which was a whole other leak. He, all of my friends were like, I don't know how he's going to top this surprise. Um, because he did like a whole, like he came for the weekend. We did all this great stuff. I took him to the airport, but I didn't know that he actually didn't leave. He had someone else pick him up. And then he did all of these amazing things for my actual birthday and got my mom and my best friend to fly in and threw me a surprise party and all of this great stuff. And then at the end of all of that, he was like, and by the way, I actually moved here when I came a few days ago. (laughs) So that was like incredible and amazing and wonderful. And I felt like my heart was going to burst open with like joy. Um, So then we dated for five years and he had introduced, I had not been to San, I had not really explored San Francisco. So basically what happened for the proposal to answer your question is I came home one night and he had my suitcase kind of half packed because men don't always know how to pack their bag. <laughs> and I was like, where are we going? He was like, just put a couple of things you like in here. I've done the most packing I could do and we're leaving. Wow. And I was like, okay. Um, we got in the car and it was, it was like midnight. So I was kind of like, all right. And he was like, just get in the car. Don't ask questions. So I was like, all right. I got in the car. Um, basically I went to sleep when I woke up, it was sunrise. We were in San Fran and I was like, Oh great. We came to San Francisco. And he was like, yeah. So we went to the top of, um, Lombard street, which they call the crooked street. Mm -hmm. And at the top of Lombard street, he proposed to me at sunrise, um, overlooking the city and it was gorgeous and it was amazing. And then we spent the weekend in San Fran, just, you know, of course, calling and telling everybody, but like then, as he likes to put it, like, I wanted us to spend the weekend here planning the rest of our life. So we did. Aww. So he took you to the top of Lombard Street and got down on one knee and asked you yes. yes, yes. It was really gorgeous because, again, I didn't know where we were going. And, you know, he kind of timed it perfectly because when we got to the top, it was like, it was so quiet and serene and the sun was literally just rising. And he said all of these amazingly beautiful words Aww. to me and- I was like, oh, babe, you're so sweet. And I was, he was actually standing behind me and we were overlooking the city. So he was just, you know, I love you so much. And I was like, oh, babe. And, and so I'm like overlooking the city. And then, um, he kind of grabs my hand and turns me around. And when he turned me around, he was on one knee. Oh my! And then I was like, of course it's like time stands still. And I remember that moment where it's funny because I told my friends, it was that moment where I was like, um, I couldn't really like get the words out because I was like in my head, I was like, oh my, like 30 things were going on. I was like, oh my God, he's proposing. Oh, it's really happening. Oh my God, I can't wait to see the ring. Oh my God, wait, my hair isn't done. I've been in the car. Wait, do I look cute? Is there anybody around? Wait, is there a camera? What's happening? What else is going on? Is there going to be a plane? Like my brain is like insanity. Love it. So I was doing all that. I'm like, wait, enjoy the moment, but enjoy the moment. This is only happening once. Enjoy the moment. Wait, say something. You got to say yes. Can you say like all of that was happening. It was hilarious. And then I was like, yes, yes. And so, you know, then it was like, you know, of course, then like, and it was kind of this like surreal moment because as soon as I said yes, and as soon as we started kissing and hugging, it was like all of a sudden 
the city like started. It was like people started walking up and they kind of saw us hugging and were like, oh, what's happening? Oh, wow, you guys are beautiful. Oh, like, you know what I mean? It was like time stood still. And then all of a sudden it was like people's, because it was a Saturday morning. So it was like people then started like coming about and it was really kind of like, wow. You know, and then the whole, you know, you're kind of amazed. Like I'm engaged. This is how it happened. I love it. I love it. And I could, I'm feeling it with you when you tell me that story. Amazing. What was the Mm -hmm. wedding plans like? When did you start that? So we had, um, about a, what is it? 15 month engagement. So we got married May 2nd in Missouri. Um, and the planning 15 months felt like, okay, it kind of felt like, God, that's a long time, but it also felt like, but that gives us enough time to do everything. Yeah, for sure. And the biggest thing that I learned was like, everything that you can do, go ahead and do. Like, don't put it off because you feel like you have time. Yeah. Creeps up on you. Yeah. You're still living your life. You know what I mean? So there's so many other things that are still happening while you're planning a wedding. Um, So kind of the first thing we did was pick our bridal party. So we had 11 groomsmen and 11 bridesmaids. That was the first thing that we did was plan that Mm -hmm. out. And we had um, two flower girls and and then like a little ring bearer. So that was kind of like the first thing. And then our location. And unlike LA, Jefferson City, Missouri is, you know, it's not like they have all these amazing, they don't have any oceans or great hilltop sides. Mm So for me, I wanted an outdoor wedding. So we were able to find, um, it's an estate and my parents had never heard of it, which was weird. I had never heard of it, but they had only been around like maybe two years. So we, we locked that location down immediately And then from there, everything, I kind of wrote out my guest list and all of our like immediate, what do we want? Yeah. What are the top things that we definitely want to have for this wedding from big to small? Yeah. And then start crossing that list off. That's perfect. Exactly. That's what I always advise people to do. What were your most important things to have? Um, My most important thing was amazing food, Mm -hmm. amazing music. Like those two, my husband was like, listen- we need to have the best music and the best food. Everything else, I will give over to you. I don't care. But food and music, that's it. It is everything. It's everything. Yeah. So, you know, and a lot of times the guys are like, whatever you do. And he was like, those things I want to be involved in. That, and then for me, I really wanted a horse-drawn carriage. I mean, I'm such a fairy tale girl. Oh, and the carriage was so beautiful. Thank I- you. Thank you. It was, that was super important to me to have a horse-drawn carriage. Um so that was also top on our list. And again, for us, it was a little more difficult because we were in LA, although my parents were in Missouri, so they were heading up a lot of the stuff. You know, there's a lot of things that you're dealing with online yeah. and via phone. And I'm a, I'm a hands-on person, so I like to see things and I like to like talk to the people in person so they can feel my energy and all of that. But um, so I was going home a lot. And then from there everything else starts to blossom out. You know, you start thinking about, we did have to kind of build our, it was a huge, like I said, it was an estate, but they don't have a ready-made like stage for your wedding. Mm. So we had to like kind of design it and then find people who could build it and put it together. And that was, that was a lot more difficult than we thought because I had all these great pictures and then what they would send me back would look nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that doesn't look like that at all, actually. Um, so that was really, really hard um, to really find that. And again, I'm so used to L.A. where like literally everything is at your fingertips. Yeah. And that wasn't necessarily the case. I mean, Jefferson City is the capital of Missouri, but it's 60,000 people. Um, 
So it's, you know, it's a small kind of town, if you will. Yeah, nowhere near um, the same amount of resources. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was asking for things like, you know, bring this in. And they're like, <laughs> oh, we've got to get that from Kansas City. And I'm like, okay, we'll do that. You know what I mean? It was, um, so that was a little difficult, um, figuring out that staging and like the walkway. And we wanted the stage to be obviously higher up so that I was really a you know, being an artist myself, I was like, I want everybody to be able to see. I don't want people to be looking around to see us. So we need to be elevated. And, you know, so that was also the thing. Um, It was also the night of the Mayweather fight. And I was super cognizant that I didn't want, you know, the men to be like, gotta, gotta go for the fight. So we had a bunch of big screen TVs and fire pits put out in the yard so that the fight and we bought the fight. Oh wow. So that night everyone could watch the fight and we had dessert come out and we had the fire pit. So everyone, you know, a, a ton of people stayed and watched the fight. Um as my brother says, he was like, You're the coolest sister ever because you brought the fight. For, you brought the fight. And I was like, mm-hmm, you're welcome. You knew. Um, yeah, you knew. That would have been a tough thing to battle because I know we I've done a wedding on like when the big Yankee game is over in New York and people are like, I gotta see the score. Yeah. And I didn't want people to be distracted, but I also yeah. wanted people, you know, so the saving grace for us too was that the fight was in Vegas and we were two hours ahead. So by the time the fight came on, we had our wedding started at four. We had already done, you know, everything. The reception had happened. It was literally like the wind down, and then it was like time for the fight now. Oh, perfect! So, right? Yeah, because I think the fight there came on at like nine or ten. Mm-hmm. So that was perfect. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that was great. Um, what else? What else can I tell you? Um, there was so much that happened for that. So wedding. now you say a five-piece orchestra, a jazz band, a DJ flown in from LA. What? Yeah. What? I know. Tell me. We, I know. Because I'm a crazy person. I love it. I'm a crazy person. Um, so I knew I wanted I knew I knew wanted live music. Mm-hmm. So coming down the aisle, I had always envisioned that I'd have, literally, I thought I would have like a choir and an orchestra, but that was doing way too much. And then, um, so we found this five piece band, uh, five piece orchestra, which is basically just, you know, your, your violins and your cellos and bass and all that. Mm-hmm. So they, and they play super classical, which I was like, okay, great. And then for me, the mood was like the wedding. I want to be formal. Then I want you to start getting loosened up at the, um, at the cocktail hour. Mm-hmm. So we hired a jazz band uh, to, you know, now we're getting a little bit more hype. And then my DJ, I had heard him probably about eight years ago at a restaurant. He was DJing and my girlfriends and I were dancing and I was like, oh my God, you are amazing. I said, whenever I get married, I want you. And so he was like, okay, great, whatever. <laughs> eight years later, I was like, honey, when we got engaged, I was like, there was this DJ. Do you remember me telling you this DJ eight years ago? And he was like, kind of. I was like, I got to find his info. Love it. So I went through some friends. I found his info. I called him up. I'm like, listen, you may not remember me. I said I wanted you to be at my D- be my DJ for my wedding. I'm getting married. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, okay. And I was like, you got to fly to Jefferson City, Missouri, but we'll fly you. Like, what do you need? So... Once my husband heard his music and the way he mixes and the way he can read a room mm-hmm. and play to all ages from older to younger and the way he can like mix, he was like, oh, yeah. Yep. It's everything. It really I was is. like, yes. You know, because that, that's super important to me instead of like someone who just plays, you know, here's this song. Now, here, like, 
read this room. Like, how are people feeling? Yes. Elevate it. Take it up a notch when you can. Take it, you know, exactly. pull it back when you need to. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. That's huge. It sounds exactly. like the perfect DJ. That, exactly. Like, giving people that, um, and also like introducing people to something new without them being like, wait, what is that? But like, oh, that's different. Oh, I love, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's so good. And so we worked it out and he, you know, so we flew him in and put him up and did all of that. Um, so that was, that was the music piece. Love it. Um, what else did we have? Uh, so we entered our wedding kind of formal, but we danced down the aisle. My husband came up with this little 16 count step (laughs) that we taught all the bridesmaids and the groomsmen. And we said, put your own spin on it, but this will take you out. So we played the music. So him and I started it off and then everyone else came down the aisle and people did all of their own version. Um, which, you know, again, we wanted to set the tone like, okay, we said I do. We, we've kissed the bride. People, let's party. Like, we wanted that mood to be set for people to just say, we're relaxed. We're ready to have a good yeah, time. Yeah, and it really was. It was literally just like pressing that button of fun time. And I yeah. saw the video, and we'll definitely link it here for the podcast, too, uh, yes, if that's okay, please. because it was so much fun. I mean, you just boogie down that aisle, and yes. there was so much levity. And you can see that it really, the whole crowd, you went from this classical vibe to boom, we are going to throw yeah. this party down, rip the roof off, let's go. Really made, and, and just in that, just in boogieing yes. down the aisle and those are like little details that truly do elevate the wedding and incorporate part of the bride and groom's personality so much yeah. and when the guests see that they're like oh yeah we're gonna have a great time we're yeah they just know that that's just the feeling that happens with that absolutely and and, and you know because my husband and I were I always say we're different even though he's like we're not that different but I'm very like you can probably tell just through me talking I'm very animated I'm very like this happened and blah 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 and he's very chill and He's super funny, but he's he's chill. So it was funny because no one had ever seen him. Like people didn't really know he can dance, dance, <laughs> and they had not seen that side of him. So it was also funny because people kept being like, "Oh my gosh, Ajamu, wow, like <laughs> whoa," you know what I mean? And he was like, "What? I do this all the time. Like I don't know what you guys are talking. You know what I mean?" <laughs> so now fast forward a, a little while from after your ceremony to you did a choreographed dance at your reception. Yes. Dress. So we, I mean, the dress was beautiful too. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Yes. So we did a mix of tango was the first part. Salsa was the second. And then we did um, house dancing as our last. Wow. So we mixed those three, a really good girlfriend of mine who I've danced with for years and we've assisted each other because we both choreographed. She choreographed the dance for us. And, um, you know, we knew we wanted some lifts and all of that. So we had like three or four lifts in the stance and yeah, we changed clothes and you know, we got busy and again, people again were like, Oh my gosh. Was... So I always call him my surprise husband. Cause people are always like, the more people get to know him, they're always like, Oh my God, he can do so much. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's one of those surprise people. Like you're like, he can do that too. I'm like, it's kind of, kind of gross you're like oh yeah he can do that too. That's <laughs> I, I could see that too because just how the wedding was put together and how he proposed to you and he's obviously very creative and obviously yeah. wants to impress yeah. you a whole bunch that's for sure yes yes and we're both creative people which is why I knew I wanted a fairy tale but the artistic fairy tale spin was because we're both artists yeah um he's an illustrator writer illustrator animator and so we wanted, you know, we wanted the artistic part of it because that's that lives within us so much. So 
that was also very important for our personalities to shine through. Um, as far as food, you know, food is always a huge thing. Um, we just basically, instead of doing like you you have to pick one, everyone got everything. They had their choice of getting everything. So whether that was beef, chicken, or shrimp, everyone could have all three. Nice. Um, my parents were just, my parents, my parents were super, super big on like, I don't want people to feel limited with food. Um, which I was like, all right, I mean, then that's what you guys want. Yeah. So, um, so that was great. Yeah, there's a lot um, to be said for that, though, because I've gone to a lot of weddings where they'll have cheese and crackers for the cocktail hour. And as nice as that is, people are maybe a little more hungry than that at times. And having the option to present them with something else is great. And then when you get to that reception and you have, you know, the bountiful feast, which is really what the wedding's supposed to be about, there's something that just brings that joy to the guests. Yes. And they're like, yeah, we're going to eat tonight. Yes. That You want that. You don't want them to feel like, hey, we're going to hit the diner on the way home. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what was super. And my dad is a huge, my dad loves to cook. And so for him, he always cooks because he's like, I never want people to feel like they're hungry. So that was, so that's what he had told the chefs. Like, I don't care. Just make more than you think so that people are eating and they're fine. And we had a cocktail hour and we had appetizers during the cocktail hour. But like you said, I mean, we're sitting there, they're waiting. For me, it's always like feed them really well. Yeah, absolutely. What did you do about a plan B? What were you going to do if it rained for the ceremony? So we that was huge because it was scheduled to rain that Saturday. Okay. So we had, initially we put this, kind of a tent thing on it wasn't a tent but it kind of like I guess let's just call it a, a, a tent tarp it basically would connect to the house and then it would kind of roll out but that was super expensive mm -hmm. and so my mom and we're all we're all you know people of faith but my mom basically was like I've already talked to God it's not gonna happen <laughs> it's not gonna rain. and I was like but mom what she was like it's not gonna rain we don't need to put it on hold because it was like really expensive to put it on hold and then they had to be on standby to drive it out if so and all this and so she was like, nope, it's going to be fine. And so I think that, I don't remember if that night it did rain a little, but it was, it was projected to rain all week, Wow! but it, but it kept going down like 40%, 30, it kept going down. Mm -hmm. And that day it ended up being gorgeous, maybe like 75 to 80 degrees maybe. And it literally rained almost every day the rest of that month. Wow. You got lucky. So it was just such a bless. I mean, when I tell you it was a blessing, like every week my mom be like, it's raining here. It's still right. Saturday, still raining. Like I was like, oh my gosh. So that was truly just a blessing because our venue was not big enough for everyone to be inside. Mm -hmm. So for our reception, we had half of the people inside and then it has like these doors that's it's like all windows on one side so the doors slide open some mm -hmm. and then it's a huge patio so some of the tables were outside and some were inside mm. so that was like oh boy Tricky. and it was we had 300 people so that venue can't hold 300 inside sitting down wow so that you know that was you know that was definitely just a God thing. Like, thank you so much for not raining. Yeah, and you really did get lucky. We did a wedding not too long ago where we went to Bermuda. And oh. all of the guests were from New Jersey, flew everybody out to Bermuda. And the wedding was going to be outside in the veranda and the sunset and, you know, beautiful spot. And the storm started rolling in. And they had to put the wedding inside and there was not enough room. The room was oh. literally the size of like a 
a living room or a lobby and, yes. and, and the guests are really smashed in there and there was no room for anything. And, uh, it was a shame, you know, that, yeah. that it was a shame that the, that, that happened. I mean, this wedding was still amazing and everybody still had an amazing time, but it wasn't the plan A no, so, no, no, to no. see something like that work out. And your mother obviously has, mama has powers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So, Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about like, you know, who you are. I mean, obviously so animated. You talked about what you do. Now I understand you also do acting coaching and workshops for people that are looking to get into acting or already and want to jumpstart. Tell me a little bit about that. That's so interesting. Yeah. So I've been, um, I've been a working, I'm a multi-artist really. I mean, I'm a, I was a dance major in college and um, so I'm a dancer choreographer. I've been a working actor in LA for almost 15 years now and I've produced films and I'm an HBO nominee. I'm an NAACP award winner. So basically what would happen was actors would contact me via social media. Like, can you help me get started in the business? Can you, how can I, you know, get to the next level or whatever. I do coach actors on getting started in the business or if they feel stuck or if they just want to get to the next level, or if even even down to they want to create their own content and create their own vehicle to be seen as an artist, how how to get that done since I've also been able to do that. And so my company's called Get It Done because that's what I believe. I believe you just go and get you it get done, it done. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so I coach actors on that. And it's I love being able to share what I do. I mean, I've always been a connector of people. I've always been a resource for people. Here's how I can help other people who also want to live their dream as being an artist. Oh, I love it. So yeah. That's what I'm doing. And people can reach out to me on social media or email me. Even just, I always do a, a little consult with people to figure out what it is they need and what it is that they're looking for and how we can work together. And so people can always email me at info at keenaferguson.com and or find me on social media. Yes, and message Kina because not only will she help you, you're you're just so much fun. And oh, I think you're you. welcome. And if somebody needs to know how to like boogie down the aisle or <laughs> you know, choreograph something amazing for your wedding, definitely contact uh, Kina because yes. that was now I have not seen that. And that's why I love this podcast so much because like I said, something simple, like walking down the aisle, everybody walks down the aisle, but you did not do that. You just elevated that moment where you just joyfully went yes. down that aisle. You embodied yes. that feeling you were feeling in the moment and let it out and it exuded you. And I really feel that's what makes a wedding amazing is when you are in that moment and you're feeling it. And just like you said, don't get caught up in too many of the details of, of worrying. Like what's going to be is going to be. If it's going to rain, it's going to rain. But, you know, having those details in place is everything. It just seemed like a lot to pull together with all of the details you had. You needed that 15 months for sure. It was a lot to pull together. And, you know, there were definitely hiccups. You know what I mean? Like it was gorgeous and amazing and wonderful, but there were definitely hiccups. And one of the things that I learned the most was, like you just said, about letting go. Like my my parents had all the faith. My husband was, babe, relax. This is fun. Like this is not supposed to be stressful. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun, not stressful. And you know, everyone says, you know, brides get crazy. And I was like, yep, I got it. I understand why. But at the end of the day, my husband was so right. He was like, babe, this is fun. Like, there's no need to be stressed. Have a good time, yes. you know? Um, and, you know, yeah, there were definitely things that I was like, that did not go the way I wanted it. That did not go. 
But in the, at the end of the day, a lot of those things are things that only you see that nobody else sees or that they even care about. True. And if it's not one of those big focus points of the things you really wanted, like, you know, the DJ or your horse-drawn carriage, as long as those focal point items went well, the wedding goes well. Because if you yeah. make sure you have those three or four things you must have that are going to make or break it for you and you have them and they're great, well, that's... It's almost a guarantee success at that point. Yes, yeah. yes. And that is, and, and I will say the one thing that I do wish is that there were definitely, like I had a blast, but there were definitely moments that I was really in my head about, is this going right and what's happening over here that my husband didn't have. Like he doesn't have any memories of being like, oh, I got worried about this. Like he doesn't have that. And that's, you know, the freedom that a lot of times the men get to have because they're just like, hey, I'm here, whatever. Yeah. But there's something to be said about that because- there were some moments that I feel like I missed because I was so concerned about like, okay, wait, is that coming out at this time? Did we get it right? Da, 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 da. Yeah. Whereas my husband was like, it'll be fine. It, it'll, it'll happen when it happens. And I'm like, no. And he's like, babe, it's fine. You know? Yeah. And for me, that was something that I really, that is a regret that I do have is that there were some moments that I did miss because I was too concerned with the details. Yeah. Especially on the day of. That's when you have to right. that's when you have to let it all go. Once you're there and the wedding has begun, you have to be a bride and not be a party right. planner. You're done with your plans. Now it's going to happen and what will be will be. I mean, you would hope that if you've picked the right professionals and one of the things I always say when you're picking with your professionals with your, you know, your band, your DJ, your caterer, your florist, do they love what they do? Cuz when you pick mm -hmm. somebody that your florist loves making those centerpieces, well you know those centerpieces are going to be great because that person cares about it. So that yes. takes a lot of the worry and stress away. It should for brides to take a lot of worry away. If you've picked professionals that you know really care about their job and are passionate and driven to succeed, you're not going to worry about that on your day of your wedding. You just look beautiful and have a great time and everything should fall into place. Now, if you didn't pick your professionals wisely and you don't really like the personality of your photographer and you really don't care for your DJ, yeah, I'd be stressed out too because you're not going to have people that are collectively, they're running up the same hill for you. You're going to have a scattered, right. scattered energy and it's not going to elevate the final uh, vibe of the wedding. So Having people that are like-minded, that care, that are passionate about it is, is, is truly everything. So uh, one of the notes that I had here, it says, it was amazing, but the owners of our venue went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know that, you know, so many people going to one area, so much can happen. So elaborate. So, yeah. So it was, that part's insane. It's so funny because I, you know, like I said, I just gave you all this amazingness, but behind the scenes... These owners had started to become actually kind of, I don't want to say friends with my parents, but my parents were going out there all the time and we had gotten so close to them. So they really wanted to make this so amazing. And so it was just very odd because my bridal party, we all stayed at the house the week of the wedding. They all came out like four days before and we stayed there and like the chefs cooked us breakfast and dinner and it was amazing, oh, wow. right? Yeah. But it was literally like an example would be like, my bridesmaids were there and I was at my parents' house doing something and my maid of honor called me and she was like, hey, um, they said they don't know anything about cooking dinner for us tonight. And I was like, what? Oh. Of course, that's the plan. They're cooking dinner. And she was like, they don't know anything about it. So of course I hang up. I tell my dad. My dad calls over to the owner. <clears throat> He's like, hey, what's going on? They say they don't know anything about cooking dinner. And he goes, what are you talking about? Of course we know about cooking dinner. Absolutely. Dinner's going to be ready. 
And so my my maid of honor was like, but you just said, he was like, I didn't say that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and my dad was like, okay. So we're all like, okay. And so it was literally things like that where like even the night of the wedding, the, the day of the wedding, you know, we're all like the wedding's going on and we had had the heat lamps to go onto the onto the patio for the for the fight that night. And so, you know, it's starting to get chilly and I'm like, hey, where's the where's the heat lamps? She was like, We don't have any heat lamps. And I was like, Oh boy. What are you what are you talking about? Oh yeah, we do. You you guys want those on? I was like, We talked about this. Uh. This is in the plans. And then literally it took like 45 minutes before she was like, Oh right. Yeah. I'm like, but they're sitting right like when I tell you these people went literally nutso, they went completely insane. Like things that we talked about, they would they would act like they had no recollection of what we were talking about. Like I don't remember saying I that. have seen that so much in the industry. Have you? Okay. I I literally my like my dad was about to lose his everything yes. and that was that for me was just like this moment where I mean like I just kept being because we were supposed to have that was another thing we were supposed to have a bar out front so people didn't actually have to go into the actual house during the cocktail mm-hmm. hour for the um for the drinks but that there'd be another bar out front as well so that people could you know wait and go in the house once it was time for the reception and there was no bar out front but the bar was there but it was not out front and so I wasn't dealing with that but at one point one of my wedding planners was like. We kept saying, where's the bar? And they're like, we, I mean, we don't know what you're talking about. Like the bar, you guys didn't say you wanted a bar out front. Yes, we did. No, I don't remember you guys ever saying that. Mm. There's really nothing you could do about that on the day of the wedding. You know, there is nothing you can do about that. I mean, you go mm. through all of your plans, you discuss everything that's going to happen. You leave that in someone's hands and you hope that it does happen. And, um, you know, the best advice I have for that is, you know, meeting the maitre d' who's in charge of everything and only speaking to one person and having that one person have an accountability at the caterer so that you have a... Did you have that one person or was it kind of scattered around? Well, we I had like kind of two wedding planners. Um, I had two wedding planners. Um, one was kind of like my main and then another one, she was just really good at doing weddings. So she kind of just stepped in. Mm-hmm. But because of kind of the things that they were doing, they were having to put out so many fires with them that then other things. So my mom and my dad were kind of like stepping in, which I knew they would do regardless, but there's a part where you're like, you want them to not deal yeah, with it. Absolutely. Um, so I did have those people, but they were having to put out so many kind of like other fires that I didn't even know about that was happening with these owners who were just going insane that, you know, they'd be like, wait, I, I can't even deal with that because these people are saying that they don't have X, Y, and Z. And then 20 minutes later being like, we do have it. Like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. they just, I like literally after our wedding, like one of them like, went to the hospital. Like they literally, I think were yeah. like so far out. When I tell you we had met with them, like, cause we did all of our tastings there. My parents literally were probably going out there once, so much so that they gave my parents a key. My parents had a key to this estate. Mm. Come whenever you guys want. If you guys ever need anything. We brought them a ton of more business because they were new and my parents are, um, they, my parents just know a lot of people and and do a lot for the city. So they, we had brought them a ton of other business, got some people to do more business with them, but there was just, 
something. And so I think for me, the best thing that could have been done that we had a lot of stuff in writing, but I think the other thing is to make sure all the small details are in writing, because although we had a, a contract about the day and everything that was going to happen, even little things like heat lamps will be provided by yes. as, as yeah. tiny as it sounds by six o'clock heat lamps will be out and up and running. There will be a front bar, a side bar and a back bar that will be set up by, you know, noon, like even those little things so that you can always just go says right here, yeah. not remember we talked about this, but you can say says right here. You're not allowed yeah. to forget the details. It's like I run a 10 piece band. I'm not allowed to go and say, oh, we didn't learn, learn that song or, oh no, right. oh, we didn't learn your wedding song for you or we don't know it. You, you're just not allowed to do that. This no. is your job no. and your job is to make sure that those yeah. details are taken care of. So yes, to everybody that's listening, what's avoidable about something like that is to write everything down. When you're in the meeting with that caterer, oh, you have heat lamps. We're going to do uh, the fight on outside. Great. This is all the things that will be out there, there will be s'mores, there will be heat lamps, yeah. there will be these things, it will start and end at this time. There's nothing wrong with being a very detailed bride and providing your wishes to all of your professionals because in the end, that's what's going to make it amazing. If nobody yes. knows what's going on, how can you pull it together? And I've been to so many weddings where the photographer has no idea that there's two cakes you know, he does the right. pictures for one cake and he's done and he leaves the room. He has no idea. You must tell everybody everything that's going on. This way, everything's yeah. captured. Everything goes smooth and put as much as you can in writing. And I think the other thing, too, is realizing, too, that even when you're being clear, because I know for me, like, I also have a strong personality and I can be like over like, listen, I want to make sure. But I think that, too, sometimes we want to back off of that because we don't want to come across like we're being... I don't want to say me, but we're just being too in control. But I think that there is a part because there were some people that I was very much like, I need every step, like my flowers, you know what I mean? I had my dress made. So that kind of stuff, all of those things. But then there were other things that like I was clear about, but not as clear because I assumed like you guys do weddings. So you guys know that part. So, yeah. mm -hmm. and, 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 and I want to still make sure we're good, but there is something to be said about like, I know that I may be getting on your nerves, but I need to make sure that this is because it is your day. And at the end of the day, like, they're going to wake up the next morning and be fine and not care. But you're the one as brides, we're the one that's going to be or grooms, whatever. We're the ones that's going to wake up and be like, God, I hate that that happened. Those yeah. people aren't going to be thinking about that. They're going to be yeah. going on with their lives. You want to be validated. And I think that's everything. And I have, and, I, and it's funny because I think probably 90% of the brides that call me say, oh, I'm so sorry for calling again, you know, but I'm yes. like, don't even apologize no. because I want you to feel comfortable right. for picking up that phone. If it's right. 10 times, do it because in yes. the end, you're going to feel so amazing that your questions are answered. I know what you need. And now you go on with your life feeling like, great, she knows what I need. She has my back and it just adds to the success. There's no stress. That's everything. So don't ever feel bad for calling your professionals. And, you know, I mean, listen, there's always a great way of doing it. You don't want to be that bride who's, right. you know, you're not nice because, you know, it's just not nice. I mean, listen, but you know what? The greatest professionals are going to handle the most difficult client the best yes. because they know how to do it. That's everything. So if you are not nice or you are nice, it really shouldn't matter. I'll be honest with you. It shouldn't matter. But Yes, it's always great to call up and say, hey, I have these details about the wedding. I know I've gone over them with you before. I'd love to do it again. I hope that that's okay. Do you have a minute? Yeah, that's yeah. and most people are used to, I mean, 
a lot of people are used to brides. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they, that's what we do. I mean, that's, that's what, what it's all about. Do. Yeah. So that's what we're here for. Right. And so definitely using that as a resource and picking up that phone, sending that email could avoid a lot of problems in the future where you, oh, I wish I would have said that, but I was afraid. Do not be afraid. This is your wedding we're talking about. This is yes. one day, one day to get it right. You don't wake up in your wedding morning and say, oh, it doesn't look like things are going to go well. Can we do it next Saturday? Wow. It just doesn't happen. This is it. You're going to do it today. and It's going to be great. Make yourself, you know, organize, planning, detail, send your messages, have sponsors, bring friends that have been married and ask them to help you, have them sponsor you through it or whatever it takes. I think the other thing is like, you know, there's two other points that I wanted to make about it. Like even with your pictures, like I had a very clear vision of like what kind of pictures I wanted. I knew I didn't want just like standard, like we're holding each other pictures and being able to relay that, but then also having a sense of some of the other pictures that you want so that you aren't leaving it all up to A, your photographer or B, you know, just, well, let's see what we get during that time. Because for one cocktail hour, like I'm a big proponent of cocktail hour not being too long so that people aren't like sitting around for two hours before the reception because you're taking a gazillion and one pictures and yeah. don't really know. So for me, there were certain things like I knew I wanted us, I wanted a picture of us praying before, like, um, with the door between us, but we were, Oh, I love that picture. You know what I mean? Like, let me describe it for the listeners. Cause it was just beautiful. So they're on opposite sides of the door and they cannot see each other, but they're holding hands and you mm-hmm. had one hand over your heart. Beautiful. Yes. Who thought of that? Yes. I love that. Yes. And those, those to me, like, writing out some of those things from my photographers, it made them very clear. So they were like, okay, we know that, you know, he's not going to, we didn't do a reveal before the wedding. So we know he won't see her. We know around what time this is going to happen. You know what I mean? So they were ready instead of like, wait, where's the photographer? He knows I want, like, they were very clear on the pictures. And I think it also allowed for our cocktail hour. I was a, I was huge on like, I do not want longer than like a 45 minute cocktail hour. Like, let's do it and then move on so that because for me I just don't like sitting at a cocktail hour for like two hours like oh my gosh when is the reception I'm so hungry yeah, you know absolutely um so I think that was important and then also figuring out if you can go with the flow because I'll tell you something our horse-drawn carriage they drove me to where the horse-drawn carriage was because it was coming down this path and when we got over there no one had told me that the people forgot the bridle which is what connects the horse to the carriage. Oh my goodness. So, and it was coming from St. Louis, Missouri, which was, an, which is almost two hours from Jefferson city. Wow. And so luckily they had, they already had their plan to get there an hour early. So I guess like on the way she remembered, but they did not get there with that bridal until like four twenty, And we were supposed to start our wedding at four. <sighs> and when I got over there to get ready at, you know, it's like 3.55 and, you know, we were very much like, we're going to start this wedding on time. I don't care if people aren't here. We're starting on time. And I get over there and I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, we don't have the bridle. And I, I was like, what? They're like, yeah, what connects the horse to the carriage? We don't have that. I was like, how is that? They're like, but they're flying it in right. I mean, they're, you know, flying down the highway right now, trying to get it here. Wow. Um, and so there was definitely a moment where I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) that is the one thing I definitely want. But, you know, so, I mean, it was literally like every five minutes, how far are they? She said she's in, you know, she's in this city now. I'm like, that's 30 minutes, you know? And Oh my goodness. But there was a moment where I had to be like, Kina, 
All you can do is give yourself what time you're going to let this wait till. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can decide, okay, you know what? Then I'll leave in horse and carriage. I won't. But then I was like, no, I really want to come. You know, like there's all that happening. And I was literally, there's a picture of me. I was literally sitting and the guy who drove me, I'm sitting in his car with the air condition on and the door open in my wedding dress in his back seat, just waiting for this bridal to show up for the horse and carriage. My dad is like, you're ruining my daughter's day. You are ruining oh, You know, he's goodness. like- He's like livid, and I'm like, Dad, it's fine. Let's just, and I guess it was about like, and it's a blessing that they got there at like 4:20. It's a blessing that they got there an hour and something early, so that they recognized early enough for the person to leave to drive, because mm-hmm. it is about an hour and a half drive, and they were doing 90 supposedly coming there, so they got there about 4:20. It took them only a couple minutes to hook it up, and then we were ready to go by like 4:25, 4:30, which people are always late to a wedding, so it worked out, mm. but. That was definitely that moment where I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to have the one thing. And I just had to let it go and it, and it, and it worked out, yeah. you know what I mean? But again, those are things that we had talked to those people. We had planned everything out. There was nothing that, there was nothing else I could have possibly done to have made sure that they made sure that the bridal was, there's nothing I yeah, could have done. And I'm sure that they were sick to their stomachs too about it too. Oh yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. I know as a professional that they probably just, they were dying inside on the way there, just yeah. hoping that they could pull it off for you. No doubt. Right. Yeah. That's a horrible right. feeling I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, and it was, and once we got in, you know, once we got in the thing, you know, and she was like, oh, she was like, I'm so sorry, but you look beautiful. You know? And in that moment, you're just like, we're about to start the wedding. It's fine. Like the bridal made it here. We can, we're going to do it. I'm going to get my wish. We're starting, you know, you know, 25 minutes late, but people were still arriving anyway. So you were kind of like, wow, people really are late to wedding. <laughs> <laughs> what are you people doing late? <laughs> I know. I'm like, what's going on? So, you know, yeah. there you have it. And, um, you know, but at the end of the day, like you don't get this day back. And, and what I tell anybody that's gotten married after me that asked me is I'm like, please enjoy every single moment. Allow yourself to be lost in it. Don't worry about the small things. And, you know, allow yourself to just be connected to who is going to be your husband. You know what I mean? Like, or your wife, whoever it is we're talking to. But just be connected to that person because it's about you guys remembering that day. And it's about you all sharing in that. And there were definitely a couple of moments where my husband's like, babe, can you just be with me? Can you like not worry about what time the food's can you just be with me? Everybody else is fine. I just want to be with you right now. Yeah. Oh, he's amazing. And, yeah. And that's really know. good. And that's the yin and yang of why you guys work out so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I just love the story, Kina. This was this was helpful, I hope, for everybody that's listening. And for all of the listeners, please feel encouraged to contact us if you have any questions or you want to know any details about specific things about her wedding or how she pulled it off. You know, definitely use this as a resource for us to help you. Thank you so much for your time today. I really do appreciate it. I love your story so much. And thank you so much for your time today on Wedding Amazing. This is so fun to share my story. And I love to be able to help other people you know find their fairy tale well we appreciate it so much all right everyone thanks for tuning in today and if you enjoy the show please share it and hit subscribe if you have any questions never hesitate to message me april kelly at make your wedding amazing and make your wedding amazing.com follow us on all social media and let me know if there's any hurdle you need help getting through or if you want to know how to make your wedding amazing reach out to me anytime Have an amazing day, everyone. See you next time.